Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're with us today. I hope you're having a fantastic Saturday. For those who may not know, this show is based on the number one best-selling book I wrote named Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast and for Top Dollar in St. Louis and Metro East. Now, not long after I wrote the book and it was published, I was contacted by 1260 The Answer, this radio station right here, about doing a weekly radio show talking about the 12 proven steps. And I always say 12 proven steps. This isn't hypothetical. This isn't... Uh, theory. These are steps that you can use to get top dollar and a fast sale for your house. And that's how I got here. Background about myself, I've been a broker in the Metro East for over 16 years. I run a top selling real estate team that has combined 30 plus years of experience of helping people buy and sell houses. And we are always looking for new people to join our team. And this couldn't be a better time to, to be thinking about real estate. Many people have had that itch. Uh, we can help you with that. If, if you've even thought about getting into the business and you haven't got your license, you haven't gotten anything, uh, we have coaching, we have mentoring, we have systems to get you up to speed in a very fast period of time to get you going and, and making people's lives, making dreams happen and also making some money. So with that, if you're a licensed agent already, maybe things aren't going as well as you like. Maybe you're looking for that mentor, that coaching, that systems. Uh, drop us a line. Send an email to us. Let's start the conversation at brianvote.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N-V-I-N
who needs the book? For anyone who is wanting or even thinking about selling your house, but you don't know where to start, get the book. It's free. You go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. Anyone thinking about selling your house, but you don't, as I said, know where to start, but you also have gone to the internet and you find the information is great if you live on the East Coast or West Coast. This book is, is dedicated to the Metro East, to the heartland. If you're living in O'Fallon, Shiloh, Swansea, Fairview Heights, near Sky Air Force Base, Columbia, Waterloo, Edwardsville, all those areas. Maybe, maybe you listened or you've watched about the 25th home selling show and you're still as confused as when you started to. This book would be a great help and helped so many people. And I'm so happy to say that so many people have ordered the book. So that's gone very, very, very well. So anyway, if you have that situation, if the book is loaded with great information about the Metro East, uh, if you're looking for a top tower, a quick sale, if you want to find out about how to stage your house, what updates get sellers, houses sold fast, what updates don't, how to price your house right the first time to get maximum profits, all those things are in the book. So go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and go ahead and get the book. So let's talk about the market as a whole right now, and that is going very, very strong. Things are going well, going very well, and the market is still moving forward, and that's what you want to hear. So there's not been a more better time, probably in quite a few years, to getting your house on the market. I always talk about three-month window. Three months, market will change. doesn't mean it will go bad, but it can go good or bad. And so you don't know, and it does happen. Two months, 50-50 chance of, of changing. One month, very unlikely, but it can change in one month. So, hey, if you're thinking about, you know, we've been waiting for, for years, and many sellers have, to get that top dollar, this would be the time to get your house onto the market. So what are we going to talk about? Well, let's kind of recap of what, what we've done so far. These have been steps. We talked about in the first week of when you should put your house in the market. Well, as we probably know right now, that's now. How to choose a realtor. What updates can really make a difference in your house. Step four, we talked about how the, the right updates can make you thousands, but the wrong updates can cost you thousands. Step five we did on the inspection process, how important that is to get the inspections up front. For most sellers, it can be a, a very big time saver and potentially a cost saver to sellers. Pricing it right the first time, the essential staging tips, catch them at the curve. And now this week we're gonna talk about negotiations. And there's five steps that we're gonna talk about. And this is a segment right here we're gonna be talking about, everyone knows that there is a Offer comes in, there's the price, and there's a the closing date. But there's, there's another thing that you really want to pay attention to. We're going to talk further about that. In the next section, we're going to talk about how fast should negotiations go. Number three, we're going to talk about what every seller I've ever talked to tends to fear about is what happens with a lowball offer. Four, we're going to be talking about negotiating styles. You know, how does your agent negotiate? What should you be looking for? What should you be expecting for from your agent when an offer does come in? And the last thing is we're going to recap putting all these pieces together, but I'm also going to give you a tip that's going to save you thousands, and I mean potentially thousands of dollars, that every seller should use. And hopefully your agent's already using it now.
something that can be said. So let's go into what we are talking about before, and that is everyone knows the offer and acceptance, and they understand that there's a price, and they understand that there's a closing date. The one thing that does seem to get lost in the wayside, and that is the financing. It doesn't mean the financing isn't presented, but many times the financing isn't looked at hard enough. What I mean by that, if you listen to the show uh, in past weeks, pre-approval versus a pre-qual letter. The pre-approval letter means that the buyer has actually met with the lender, has given the documents, has validated everything, and the only thing that that buyer really needs is for the appraisal process to go through. If they have not done that, it's a pre-qual letter, and it's like night and day. The reason why this becomes so important is that a pre-qual letter now can be stretched out to five days or six days, and that's what you really want to be looking for is what you don't want. It doesn't mean that you can't use a pre-qual letter. You can, but understanding there's risk. And with real estate, and this is what's really important about real estate to understand, why take the risk when it's a simple fix? And the simple fix is, is if you have a pre-qual letter, your agent should have already hopefully called that lender, get verification, get clarification of if they have been pre-qualified, that getting them pre-approved. The pre-approval process takes between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. So if you have five days out there, you want to get that down to two days or to one days. Ideally, you have a pre-approval. The reason why that's so important doesn't happen every day, and it doesn't. But we see houses coming back on the market, and it says financing fell through. And 99% of the time, that was because they had a pre-qualifying letter. Or a simple step from your agent was to get verification from that lender. If you can't get verification from that lender for whatever reason and still have to move forward, make sure that is a one day or a two day at most to get that pre-approval because your house is going to be off that market. And if that buyer doesn't have the monies, you're losing valuable time. That's not the direction you want to go. So financing on that part, you really want to hone in on too. I think sellers understand that. With that, what we're going to do next is talk about how fast should you be negotiating, the time things. Things have changed dramatically. If you haven't sold a house even in four or five years, you might be surprised at the changes as far as how fast and how things move now in today's market. Hey, you listen to Ready, Set, Sold? Hey, go get the book, readysetsold.org, not.com. Uh, all these things and much, much more are in there. I will see you on the other side. This is Brian Thick. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And just so you know, I left you with how fast should negotiations take as far as selling your home. So we've done all those things we talked about in the last last segment about getting it ready to go, ready for market, getting it priced right. And now you have an offer that comes in. Now it comes the timing situation. And just so you know, every situation, I've not seen any house, any deal be the same. There is, no, there is no sameness to it. Every situation is different. Every house is different. How long has it been on the market when this offer came in? How many showings did you have? Uh, how frequent were the showings? Did they come at once and all of a sudden now, two weeks later, is when you get to the next showing, which presents an offer? 
did you have one showing one week and now it's the fourth week and now you got one more showing that presents an offer there's so many factors that you and your agent need to look at so anyone to try and tell you and especially me trying to tell you well what's right and what's wrong as far as that as that goes it's almost impossible it's situational what's going on with you as a seller where are your needs at what do you need to accomplish where you're at you know building a new home whatever those situations are there's just so many factors with that said the one thing i want to talk about as i mentioned before earlier it used to be in fact when i came into the business some 16 years ago the standard was 24 hours as far as response time so let's say a buyer wrote an offer and you the seller had 24 hours to respond well understand that that was in today's technology a different world we live in many people still didn't have cell phones it's hard to believe but they didn't Uh, they definitely email and those type of things weren't available on it and also that everything was done in paper and what I mean by that, if you had a buyer look at your house, let's say at 6 or 6.30 that night, and they wanted to put an offer on, they went back with the agent, they went back to the office. Usually it was handwritten out. Everything was handwritten out, which took a lot more time. And all of a sudden now they have the offer. And now they had to take that offer because we had to work with originals and we had to drive it all the way to the listing office that evening. The listing agent then had to call the seller and say, hey, we have an offer. When can we meet? Well, now it's 9 or 9.30. Usually that wasn't too convenient. Sometimes it was, but most times it wasn't. And so that would be the next day. So the next day, if you were lucky, if they worked in town, maybe you could meet them both at lunch. But many times that was going to be the next evening to even look at the offer and make a decision. So now it's 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, and now... At 24 hours, which was given, let's just say, at 9 o'clock, they're almost under the gun to make a decision. If they accepted it, great. Then it had to be, uh, then, then life was good. Everybody's working that, that direction. If there was a counteroffer, it was another 24 hours. So it physically wasn't possible to get the deals together any sooner. The trouble is, is, is that 24-hour window too often is being used now from agents in today's market. Today's market, it is digital. Everything is done practically from email. It is rare, rare that we have what we call paper anymore. It's electronic electronic signatures, and that's changed probably more dramatically in the last two to three years. So now you have a situation where, and just to kind of give you an example, a uh, buyer looking, saw the house at 6 o'clock, goes back, they go to a McDonald's because the buyer's agent has an iPad, they fill out the documentation, they do the email, and by 6.30, that email and that offer is sitting in front of the seller. The seller immediately gets on the phone, says, hey, we have an offer, sends it over to them. And before they left the McDonald's, it was a great offer, they had a house and the sellers had a house sold and was moving forward in 15 minutes i'm saying it happens every time in 15 minutes but i'm saying that's how quickly things are moving the problem is when you're dealing with 24 hours you're using 
antiquated ways of being able to to service your client. You may have 24 hours. That might make sense. It's not saying it never should happen. But remember, when you're putting a deal together, especially the buyer side, and most sellers are going to become buyers, you want to shorten that period of time. You want to be pushing that deal. So now, let's say you find a house on a Thursday at 6 o'clock. Hey, 10 o'clock tonight, time's up. Here's my offer. Is it put up or not put up? Where are you at? Seller gives a response back. Are they accepted? Buyer, are, are the seller sends a counter back? The buyer takes it. Boom. Done. Everybody sleeps well at night. We've had a deal together. The reason why this can be working issue, especially with the buyers, depending on your market area, I'll give you another example. That buyer's agent told the buyer to take 24 hours on another situation. It was at 6 o'clock. So they gave 6 o'clock to that evening for that seller to respond. Well, two more showings happened that day. And guess what? Another offer came up. So now, all of a sudden, the worm has turned. And now you, as that buyer that put the first offer in, and first one in does not win, it's best and highest. In this situation, now you as a buyer are now competing against another buyer. You're not negotiating with the seller. And that's how it can cost you more money to buy a particular house, that timing thing. So again, if you know their showings, and your agent knows their showings, and they can simply find that out by just calling, all they need to do is reduce that time. So if you have the showings at 11 or even do it that night, but make sure you get it before that first showing happens. Make them respond. Your agent should be pushing the deal. You're trying to get you that house. Because remember, this is email, and most people use their cell phones or their smartphones. Many times, they are not even in the same location when they're putting these deals together. Okay, so understand the technology has changed that. If it's 24 hours, if there's certain reasons why that has to happen, that's fine. Some people don't have computers. Some people don't have access. Uh, elderly people sometimes, not always. Uh, that's doesn't always have to be that way. We have some elderly people who do very, very well with email and technology. But that could be the situation that could delay it some. But it probably even then there's going to be 24 hours. So that's what you want to keep in mind. That's what's so important about getting that done. The other part about that, if you're the seller, you may not want to drag something out. And the reason being is if you're in the Metro East, there's the military buyers. And a situation happened not too long ago. The military buyers, again, they've got maybe three days, two days. They have to get a house. They don't have time to wait. And this situation, I don't know if it was a Tuesday night or whatever, they put the offer in. They asked for a response back. They did give 24 hours. Well, the seller liked the offer, but thought maybe something might better be coming down the road. That's okay. There was nothing scheduled. Could happen. But it didn't. New house came onto the market. Houses come in the market every day. Military buyer got a little frustrated, thought they would at least get a response. They appreciated they gave them until six, but they thought it would get a response faster. They saw another house. It met their needs even better than the first house. What'd they do? They put an offer in. They rescinded and you can do this. Most people don't know this, but you can resend an offer. And that's what they did. They resended the offer. 
And it's a very simple process. doesn't happen often, but they rescind the offer to the seller. It's a phone call and an email saying, hey, we're out. We're moving on. And it's over. And they bought the other house while leaving the seller sitting there. You don't want that to happen either. So again, doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. You want to tighten those up as much as possible. In the next section, we're going to be talking about what people probably fear the most, as I said before, and that is the low ball offer. What are some strategies? What are some things you can do to, to work around that? And you can get my book, Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps, at ReadySetSold.org, not .com. Get it today. Get it this morning. Hey, read a section at a time. It's a quick read. Listen to Brian Vote. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, everyone. And you're listening to Brian Vote with Ready, Set, Sold. I left you at the last segment with that dreaded low ball offer. Now, here's the good news, and especially when the market is going as strong as it is, it doesn't happen. Now, just so you know, in all markets, it rarely happens. I know people, you know, once the story gets out, somebody has it happen to them, it's like any bad news and people will talk about it and they fear it. So you're fearing something that doesn't happen. The problem with it is sometimes we will see sellers that are so fearful, so fearful of a lowball offer that they will, they will, they will on purpose overprice their home in fear of getting that lowball offer. Well, the problem with that, as you can imagine, is not only do they not get any showings, but they get no offers, they get no sale, and the fear is something that rarely happens to begin with. But if it does, the question is, how should you be handled? And that's what we're going to talk about right now. How should you handle a lowball offer? Even though they very seldom come, it doesn't mean that they never come. They do. It does happen. So as a seller and as your agent, what should you be looking for? Well, first things first, if an offer comes in, we talked about the last, the last segment about getting it electronically. The selling agent is going to be seeing this offer before you do. So they're going to see what the offer is. They're going to know what the price is. And if it's a lowball offer and it's a verified lowball offer, there's some things that they should be doing, even before they send it to you or even talk to you, possibly. That's calling the other agent up and asking them a question or asking a couple of questions. Number one, how did your buyer come up with that price? Look, a buyer has a right to offer whatever they want. But a seller has, a, has an obligation, or I shouldn't say obligation, but has a right to ask, how'd you get there? I mean, if you've done the pricing and you've done your location and you've done the last three months and you feel like you're really priced well and your agent feels the same way, and all of a sudden you get something crazy, well, defend it. The good news is many times you can get the seller, excuse me, the buyer to move their price up just by asking that question. how do they come up with it? Followed up with, show me what's been going on in this market. What, what has sold? What is on the market? What has your buyer seen that comes up with this price? And maybe the answer, and it could be, is, is that's just what they wanted to offer. Well, okay, at least you know, have, have something to go with. So now the question is, is you've got the little ball offer, and maybe let's say in this situation, it's not gonna, nothing's going to change. Just so you know, those words there alone can raise offers up. I've seen it happen more than a few times, just by making the buyer defend where they're coming at with pricing. 
with that said, but now you have the lowball offer, now it's sitting there, now you and the seller are there. I cannot stress this enough. You as a seller need to counter offer. Counter offer, I don't care how low it is. Look, I get it, really I do. I get the fact, and most agents do too, Look, it's your house, it's your pride and joy. Somebody has given this number and made you feel pretty bad, and I get that. But this is a business aspect of it, too. The reason why the counteroffer, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. We've seen situations. Doesn't happen every day. So don't get me wrong about this, but it does happen. I had a situation, house was $255,000 located in Swansea. Big came in at, uh, offer came in at $200,000. Buyer said, that's what I think, that's what I want. The seller responded back. They took a few thousand dollars off. It was well with where they wanted to be at. It came back and the buyer took a $250,000 offer. $50,000 difference. It can be that big. I've seen $10,000, I've seen $20,000, $30,000. Those things can swing that fast just by doing the counteroffer. Now, that does not mean that you're going to get it every time. It happens on occasion. But remember, you've got nothing to lose. The people who counter-offered and move in that direction are as happy as could be, especially the one in Swansea. They got $50,000 increase on that sale of their home from where the buyer was at. So again, you have nothing to lose. The other part that I would say, it'd be very comfortable for the seller. Most sellers don't do this. But don't try to put a number on what you won't accept. For example, we you know a, a, a seller that the house was $250,000 and would not, don't even show me anything if it doesn't at least have $225,000, $230,000, I can't remember exactly what, uh, which one it was. Well, that's all well and good, but it, again, it takes away the possibility of maybe getting an offer at 200 or 215 and that buyer be willing to jump up and meet your criteria. So when you eliminate that completely and tell your agent that, guess what? You at least lose that possibility. It doesn't happen every day, but when it happens, it's like magic. With that being said, Go get the book, ReadySetSold.org, at ReadySetSold.org, not .com. Uh, the next section, we're going to be talking about negotiations, how agents should negotiate. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us this Saturday. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And what we left you with the last the last segment was, is what should you be expecting from your agent as far as negotiations go? Now, I have to be honest with you. Some of this should be up front when you've, before you sign on the dotted line, before you are electronical signatures, which also happens too on listings now. Either way, hopefully you've had a conversation. And it's a simple question. I put it in the book. What is your negotiating style? How do you negotiate? Now, if the agent tells you they don't really have one, that's not a good thing. I think most people and most sellers know negotiation is pretty, pretty big on the checklist of what you're hiring a realtor for. Number two, uh, depending on what they tell you, here's some insight of maybe what you could possibly be looking for down the road. 
Now, one of the things that you might want to stay away from is the person who says that whatever it takes, I will just press it down and crush these people and we will get exactly every dime that you want, every penny and every nickel, and I don't care what it takes. That sounds good. That really sounds good. That might sound even good to you as a seller. I will tell you from past experience, those type of agents that use that technique usually lose more deals than they make. And I'm not exaggerating. What you're really looking for is a win-win situation. That's what most sellers want. That's what most buyers want. Now, win-win could be very simply that you've put your house on the market for a certain price and the buyer agrees with you, you get full price offer. It's a win-win. Buyers and sellers both agree. Got a great house, got top dollar pricing, you got a deal. So that's when we talk about win-win because if you don't have a win-win, remember there's two sides of this coin. And if your agent is, again, raising cane, saying it's gotta be this, gotta be that, and gotta be this way, too many times we've seen those agents take over or hijack negotiations. One particular situation, these people that had to sell their home, there was a situation they just needed to get out. It was very important. It was a $5,000 difference. It was well within the top dollar range, and even they agreed with it. I think the house was in O'Fallon, and it was listed for 210000 The offer came in at $200,000. The agent jumped in because the seller says, man, we got to go. We, this is good. This will work. And the agent jumped in and said, you can't do that. You just can't do that. You have to negotiate. And so you have to negotiate and make it 205. Make it 205. And the sellers were nervous and said, you sure? Oh, absolutely. Came back at 205. Buyers walked. Next time you got an offer, three months later. We don't know when the next offer is going to be in. And most sellers know that, that you want to take every offer on its, on its merits and try to make them work. Where you have that agent that wants to take over those negotiations, be careful, be very, very careful. So when you hear that strong suit, things like that can happen. People lose deals that way. Also, sometimes those agents, and this is the truth, uh, they will want you to take offers that maybe aren't so good because they are what we call numbers agents. They base everything on numbers, and part of their marketing strategy is how fast they're selling houses. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. There's not that many of them, but there's, there's a few of them out there that are more worried about getting you closer to the price of asking price, not so much for you, but that their numbers will be good for marketing to other people and they can brag on the percentage of how close they get to the sale. Or they can brag about how fast the closing date is. So they'd be able to close the house quicker. So in that situation, maybe the deal isn't that great, but they'll sacrifice your money to get you, to get them a, a quick closing date and keep their numbers in order and they can keep on marketing that way. Crazy as it sounds, it's true. Also, what you, if they don't have a negotiating style, that's a concern because that's usually going to be when the offer comes in, uh, seller says, what should I do? And the agent says, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's your house. Well, can you give me some direction? Well, I don't know. After a few idle no's, that can be a very frustrating thing for your seller, okay? It's, uh, that's not exactly what you hired that person to do. Or you can have the other 
situation. The offer comes in and it's panic city. The agent's like, you got to take this deal. You have to take it. What are you doing? Oh, my God, if you don't take this deal, life as we know is going to end. And, oh, my God, sign on the dotted line. Let's get this thing taken care of. And let's go, 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 That's not really the approach you're looking for either. The last approach maybe is the best approach. It's the approach that most top agents use and what you should be looking for. As I said before, is a win-win situation. Let's talk about the situation. Let's, what's going on? Understanding that in any deal, the buyer and sometimes the seller, but the buyer can walk away. They put an offer on. We had this just happen not too long ago. A house went on the market the first day. Buyer offered top dollar. Seller wanted more. That's fine. They countered back. The buyer walked. It was 30 days before they got another offer that they accepted. So it doesn't happen very often, but you as a seller need to know that it can happen. So when you're putting that counteroffer, always know if you're okay with that, that's fine. But again, your agent should be informational. Are they seeing things, for example, a 200,000 and offer comes at 190? Many times a buyer is trying to split the difference. That's very common. Buyers and sellers split the difference quite often. And that could be you know, 195 then. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Where, if you're in the top price range, I mean the top dollar range, where you're at with that. So many factors. How long has your house been in the market? First offer in three months. You and your agent might be talking about this a lot more serious than the offer that comes in the first three days. It doesn't mean it doesn't have the same consequences, but again, the situation changes. And I told you at the start of this program, it's situational. There's so many other factors that go into it, and your agent has to be aware of that and has to have a conversation with you and to help guide you, help consult with you, give you that information that you can make a decision. Because ultimately, and I think sellers know this and buyers too on the other side, this is your house. You know, This affects you. This has the most biggest impact on you, and you want to make sure that you've gotten the information you need to make the best decisions possible. And again, we've talked about before about having that top dollar range. Once you have that, that's a good sign. If you hit that top dollar range, you know you've, you've hit top dollar. If you want to improve it, that's up to you. That becomes circum uh, uh, the circumstances dictate that. Hey, I've got more information than, than you can imagine in this book, not just about negotiations, about other things, about selling your home. Go right now. Go to readysetsold.org. Get your free copy. Free copy. It'll be sent mailed directly to your doorstep no strings nothing if you're 12 months out if you're 24 months out if you're next month out either way get the book raceatsold.org at.com hey we'll be talking about the big tip next segment Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again. I told you I was going to leave you with a big tip as far as negotiations go. And I will. I'm going to just recap what we've gone through so far today first. And that is understanding that offering, when you get an offer in, that the price is important, so is the closing date. 
but also so is the financing. And just so you know, and I didn't mention this last uh, in the first segment, but look, if you're if the buyer is putting twenty or thirty or forty percent down, that could also be a part of the negotiations. Meaning is maybe it wasn't exactly, and many sellers have done this, wasn't exactly what they wanted, but it was awful close. But they had such strong buyers, and that's. Again, as sellers know, and as everyone knows, if you don't have the money, it doesn't matter. And you get somebody who's putting 30 or 40 or even 10% down, that's considered high in today's market, and even even 5 or 7 or 8%. That's, that's considered a pretty strong offer, and as it goes up, it even gets better. So don't forget about that. The also is how fast negotiations. Technology has changed anything. Yes, you can do 24 hours, but... Believe me, in most cases, that's a very long time in today's in today's market to, to take. And that could be done in hours and could be done in minutes, 10 and 15 minutes. Also, we talked about the lowball offer. They do happen, but they very seldom happen. They really very seldom do. But if they do, always counter back. You've got everything to gain, nothing to lose. I understand it's an emotional thing. I understand it's somewhat personal. As a seller, this is your pride and joy that you're selling in most cases, but still make that counteroffer. You might you might be very surprised, and if you don't, well, then you move on. It's okay. Move on to the next uh, next showing, next uh, offer down the road. Also, who's your realtor? Do they have the confidence? Is really what we're talking about. Do they have the confidence to consult with you when an offer comes in, give you your options, give you a full spectrum? Yes, sometimes buyers do walk away. They don't come back. Sometimes they come back, but not too often. I wouldn't be waiting too long for that. They usually move on to another house. So if a deal doesn't go, a deal doesn't go through. Very seldom happens. But just knowing that, how are you negotiating? What's the circumstances? How many showings have you had? How long have you been on the market? What is you as a seller situation? How important is it to, to get out of Dodge? Where are we at with the pricing? All those things come into play, and those are things that you'll be asking questions about. And the last thing I'm going to give you is a tip, and this is a tip maybe of the week. When you're putting your house on the market, your agent and buyers always ask this, is why you're moving. What you always should have your, your agent telling them is, my seller's housing needs have changed. That's it. That's it. Everything else is information that buyers will and do use to negotiate pricing. If they know that you have to move, if they know that you have a divorce, whatever that situation is, that can literally, literally cost you five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars in negotiations. So just have that one tip and keep it to yourself also when you're telling your friends and let them know, even if it is a bad situation or a good situation. You don't want that information out. Hey, next week we're going to be talking about the military buyers coming in. You don't want to miss it. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com, get that book. Have a fantastic Saturday. See you all next week. <laughs>